Let's sing this song. I am victorious. Yes, I am victorious. Glory be to God who has given us victory. Do you know the song? I am victorious. Glory be to God who has given me or has given us victory. Are we ready for it? I am victorious. Yes, I am victorious. Glory be to God who has given us victory. Hallelujah. I am victorious. Oh, yes, I am victorious. Oh, glory be to God, who has given us victory. Oh, victory, I am victorious. Yes, I am victorious. Glory be to God, who has given us victory. Oh, victory. I am victorious, yes, I am victorious, glory be to God, who has given us victory, oh, victory, oh, I am victorious, yes, I am victorious, glory be to God, who has given us victory. Lord, we thank you for the victory you have given us. We thank you for the victory you have given us. We give you all the glory. Accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, it's unto you we are gathered again tonight. We pray that, Lord, our gathering shall not be in vain, but it shall produce result. After the kind of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every expectation of the, the heart of your children tonight. Father, as your representative, I pray that Lord, you will attend to every need. In the life of everyone under the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus. Everyone here that is yet to know you. Lord, let this be the day. That they shall surrender their life unto you completely. And their life will take a best turn in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Let's have a seat. We're going to be discussing on the topic partakers of his glory. Partakers of his glory. Habakkuk 2.14, which is our promise for this year. Habakkuk 2.14. Say, for the earth 
shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So God is saying, the order of glory that is going to release unto our life will be as the waters cover the sea. There are things that are possible, there are things that are completely impossible. One of them is if you pick a bucket of water. You pick a bucket and you go to the ocean. That my target is to empty this ocean. (laughs) That your target, your mission, is what? To empty the ocean. You can as well say the person greet him, congratulations. You are on a journey of impossibility. And that will tell you how water, how glory, like water on the sea, looks like. It's a representation of the fullness of God. It's a representation of all that God is made of. The glory of God. The glory of God. God gave us this promise this year on a condition that if we preach the gospel, if we evangelize, then there will be a manifestation of the glory of God in our life. The glory of God that we are talking of represents all the fullness of God. It represents what? The fullness of Somebody said the fullness of God. And what are the fullness of God that God has promised you? You know our God is wonderful. So if you are looking for wonder, get ready. Our God is peaceful. You are looking for peace. Get ready. Our God is powerful. So you are looking for power. Get ready. Our God is helpful. You want help from this God. This is that year he has said he will give you the help beyond your expectation. Our God is called the joyful. Say the presence of the Lord has what? Fullness of joy. So you need joy. This God you are serving is full of joy. The God that you serve is miracle full. You need a miracle? You can only get it in Him. Our God is blessful. Every ma- all manner of blessing you need is it in Him. Our God is full of healing. Is it healing you need? Is it victory you need? He is full of everything. Ephesians 3, 4 to 20. Ephesians 3, 4 to 20 says that he will grant you 
according to the riches of his glory. According to what? The riches of his glory. So you are here for a order of riches after the glory of God. He is the owner of everything in heaven and on earth. Because he created everything. The Bible says the heart is the Lord. And what? The fullness thereof. The heart is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Psalms 89 verse 11. Self, Psalms 89 verse 11. The heavens are thine. The head also is thine. As for the world, the fullness thereof, thou hast finded them all. He created them all. Everything you are running after, everything you ever desire to have, is it in this God. Is it in His glory. All you need is His glory to be manifested in your life, and you have everything. Psalms 50 verse 12. Psalms 50 verse 12. God said, If I were hungry, I would not tell thee. <laughs> For the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. If God were to be hungry, He said He won't call you. So don't think because of the money you are giving God. That is why God is God. God is God with or without you. With or without whatever you want to give Him. Because He has everything at His disposal. Psalm 16 verse 11 says, In the presence of God as what? Fullness of joy. So if you are here, you came in with any kind of sorrow. I want to begin to rejoice because you are leaving this place with fullness of joy in the name of Jesus. I say you are leaving this place with fullness of joy in the name of Jesus. In Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye forth the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things all these things, including whatever is your desire from him, shall be what? Added to you. And that takes us to the, the precept. The principal activity for you to seek God is what? What's the principal activity for you to seek God? Evangelism. If it were to be that God is interested in you only, the moment you gave your life to him, he will just snatch you away and take you to heaven. Is that not? But he kept you here so that you will what? Reproduce and win souls for him. That is the sole reason why he said you should seek him. You want his glory? You need to reproduce by evangelizing. Matthew 10 7. Jesus said, And as ye go, telling the disciples, preach, saying, The kingdom of God is at hand. See, as you are going, 
I know I'm going to give you everything you need. But your message is what? The kingdom of God is at hand. So you want the glory of God? Help me tell your neighbor, evangelize. Evangelize. Preach the gospel. In season. And out of season. Now, tonight, I want to show you some of the rewards of evangelism. Now, when you don't know the reward of some things, it becomes difficult for you to be passionate about it. Even Jesus. The Bible says, because of the joy that was set before him, what did he do? He endured the cross. Because of the joy. So if he has said, our God is joyful, then because of that joy, because he is full of joy, you need to go win souls. So that you can enjoy what? That joy. So that you can enjoy that healing. So that you can enjoy that peace. So that you can enjoy all that God is full of. In Hebrews 11.6, See, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. So the question I will ask you is, have you been diligent in winning souls? It's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So number one question I want you to consider tonight. Have you been seeking him diligently? Now, Colossians 3, 23 to 25. Colossians 3, 23 to 25. And whatsoever ye do, do it utterly. Do it diligently. Do it committedly. If you are winning so for him, do it how? Committedly, diligently. As to the Lord and not to men. If you think the number of souls you win will determine the salary of Pastor Abraham, you have missed it. The number of souls you win actually will determine the blessing that comes to you. That's what the Bible is saying. He said, whatever you do, do it utterly as unto God, not unto man. Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward, verse 24, of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord. Quickly, let's go to, I have eight here, I pray I will have time before we go to laying of hands. Eight rewards of evangelism. Eight rewards of preaching the gospel. Eight rewards that those that are committed to winning souls for Christ, what they are assured that they will get. Number one, joy and satisfaction. In Luke 15, 7, I say unto you that likewise 
Joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented. More than one over ninety-nine and nine just persons which need no repentance. You know what that means? If you can make heaven to rejoice, who do you think heaven will focus on? Who? This whole winner. Because you are the one that initiated it. And that is why everyone that has truly sacrificed, labored, and got a soul saved, you are the only one that can truly exp- that can explain the type of joy that you get and the type of satisfaction that you get. When you go after a soul and eventually the person will say, Okay, I agree to give my life to Jesus. The order of joy that floods your heart. Look at what the Bible says. In 1 Peter 1, 8, 1, 8. The second part of it, 1 Peter 1, 8. It says, you rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. Joy unspeakable, full of what? Do you remember that? Joy unspeakable, full of glory. In 1 Thessalonians 2, 19-20, the joy and satisfaction that you get when you win souls for the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 2, 19-20, For what is our hope? This is Paul talking. What is our hope or our joy or our crown of rejoicing? And not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ, talking to his converts. Say, you are the source of our joy. You are the reason why we have joy. Why we have satisfaction. That our service is not in vain. That we are doing what he said we should do. That is the reason why we are joyful. No matter the challenge, we remain joyful. Because we know we are contributing to the heavenly target of souls to be won. Verse 20. For ye are our glory and our joy. Ye are our what? Glory and our joy. So if you have been sorrowful, you have been depressed, what is the solution? Go and win souls for God. You are passing through any order of sorrow, any, any type of depression. The only solution is what? Go and win souls for God. When you win souls and there is joy in heaven, that joy floods your heart. The joy that, yes, you are doing what everyone wants you to do. It's like the joy of a mother that has been carrying a pregnancy for nine months. When that child comes out, what happens? You see the joy. So you want joy? Go after souls. Number two. Divine wisdom. Divine wisdom. Not the type of wisdom they teach you in school. Not the type of wisdom you go to learn from somebody else. No. The wisdom that comes from where? From heaven. Proverbs 11.30. It said, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that winneth souls is 
wise. He that winneth souls is wise. In Proverbs 4, 7 to 9. Proverbs 4, 7 to 9. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. How do you get wisdom? By winning souls. And with all thy gettings, get understanding. Exhort her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thy head an ornament of grace. And finally, what will it give you? A crown of glory. Do you see the glory again? A crown of what? Of glory. Because what? You win souls for the Lord. So you are a student, you have been having hardship in understanding your studies. You lack direction, you lack wisdom as to what to do, how to do it. What is the solution? Go after souls. He that winneth souls is wise. Number three, power. Somebody say power. Somebody say power. Technical, give me some, some bars. I'm straining my voice. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts 1 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And what do you do with the power? And ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Muscat, in Soa, in Sul, in India, in Nigeria, and the uttermost part of the earth. The more you preach, the greater the level of power that you get. That's the secret that many Christians don't know. Why will God give you power when you are not using it? You say, God, give me power. Give me power. When he said the third to go and preach, in Matthew 10, he said, I give you power. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead, and you get to verse 8. Raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out devils. Say, verse 1, say, in all manners of diseases, all manner of sicknesses. But before you can do that, what does it say they should do? Go and preach the gospel. So you want power? Go and win souls. You see a perfect example of that in the life of Philip. In Acts chapter 8, verse 5 to 8, Philip was a member of the church. At the point, he was appointed a deacon. Not the type of deacon that we see today. Deacon that don't know how to, to clean anything, to wash anything. Deacon that just have regular deacon. He was a deacon to do what? To serve plate. To give people food. Deacon in those days was like what? An usher. But this man, because he was committed to winning souls, the Lord released the power to heal the sick unto him. In verse 5 to 8, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria. 
a one-man evangelist to a nation and preach Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave it unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing what? The miracles. The miracles performed by Philip after he has preached. Verse 7. For of three spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with passes, and that were lame, were healed. And verse 8. And there was great joy in the city. Do you see joy again? There was what? Great joy in the city. Because a man was committed to preaching the gospel. The power of God was present to him. And the people began to rejoice. So if you feel any gloomy nature in your life, anything that looks unlike God, that looks unlike beauty, that looks unlike, unlike Jesus, the solution is not for you to begin to cry. It's not for you to begin to run up and down. The solution is for you to hunt after souls. Initiate a joyful celebration in heaven. And you see how the joy of the Lord will flood your life. And the power of God will be made available to you. To even preach more. To even heal more. To even perform more miracles. The Bible says, in the hand of Paul, there was God performed special miracles. Because he was committed to preaching the gospel. In Acts 9, 11 to 12, the Bible says, out of, they were taking handkerchief out of the body of Paul, and they were using to heal the sick. The same thing, Peter. You know how Peter was committed to the gospel? That Peter, when Peter was, when they would be walking, they would put people on, people that were healed, that were sick, they would put by the road, so that the shadow of Peter would pass over there, and they are getting healed. They did not get this power because they are playing jokes. They got it because they were committed to winning souls for the Lord. You see that in Acts 5.15. And number four, rewards of preaching the gospel. Answered prayers. What did that say? What did that say? Answered prayers. Many of us, we have been praying for long. You have almost even given up that this prayer point seems God will struggle to answer again. But let me show you something in the scriptures. John fifteen sixteen. John fifteen sixteen. Say, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit. That is, go and win souls. And that your fruit, your soul should remain. Those souls, you say, bring them to church so that they will be established. And he said, when you have done that, not before. When you have done that, what happened? And whatsoever ye ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. So if you reverse the order, if you don't win souls, if you don't make the soul to be established, stop praying. Because I will not answer. That's the reverse. See, after you have win souls, and the souls are established, whatsoever you ask in prayer, he said, I am committed to answer. So you want God to answer your prayers? 
What do you do? Go after souls. The soul that you want unto God guarantees the answers to all your prayers. Number five. Godly home. Rewards of preaching the gospel. Godly what? Godly home. How do I know that? Go with me to Acts chapter 21, verse 8 to 9. Rewards of preaching the gospel. Rewards of being committed to the gospel of the Lord. Reward of evangelizing. Acts chapter 21, verses 8 to 9. Talking about Philip again. And the next day, we were of the Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea and we entered into the house of Philip the what? Philip the what? You remember the same Philip who was a deacon and usher in the church. We entered into the house of Philip the evangelist which was one of the seven, seven ushers that were chosen. He called them deacon there to serve tables. And abode with him. Now, this is where I'm going, verse 9. And the same man, the evangelist, the man that was committed to preaching the gospel, look at his household, how the house looks like. Say, he has what? Four daughters. Somebody say four daughters. Not prostitutes. None of them were wayward. None of them were disobedient. None of them were allots. None of them were, were street girls. They were what? Virgins. Which means physically they were godly. They are not the children you'll be running up and down. Oh, this girl has gone again. This girl will kill me. This girl will do that. No! Because the man was committed to the gospel. His children, four of them, not one, not two, not three. The four, they were what? Virgins. That is not all. Which did prophesy. Which means spiritually, they were sound. Physically, they were sound. Because the man was committed to preaching the gospel. They could not use another name to describe Philip. Say, Philip, the what? Evangelist. Philip that is committed to preaching the gospel. That's what it means. So you want your home to be godly. Be committed to preaching the gospel. Host after soul. And see how God will decorate your family with glory. So it is not about crying, God, when will you change this boy? When will you change this guy? When will you change this girl? No. God gave you to them. I mean, God gave them to you, Right? Then go to God, God, you have given me these children. They have given me this problem. Okay, I will make sure I give you children. I will give you souls. And I know when I'm giving you that souls, you will fix the issue in my family. This man was committed to winning souls for him. And God was committed to beautify his family. 
God was committed to make his children to be godly children, not wayward children. Number six, rewards of evangelism. I call it supernatural intervention. And on, or you call it unusual divine experience. And you see that in the same life of Philip, in the life of the same Philip that we are studying, supernatural intervention. In Acts 8.39, something happened to Philip that even science cannot explain. Now what was it? Philip had an invisible flight journey. He had a divine flight journey. I could imagine Philip flying in first class of heavenly private jet. He was flying in first class. You could see, I could imagine angels be the one to give Philip food to eat in that flight. Because what? He was on the wrong for winning souls for the Lord. Unusual experience. In Acts 8.39, let's read it. And when they were come up out of water, remember, Philip just finished preaching in one city. He was going to another city. The Holy Spirit said, go and join yourself to this Ethiopian Enoch. Preach to him. The moment the Ethiopian Enoch got saved, what happened? Peter, uh, Philip was caught away. Philip disappeared. He went on heavenly flight. Where did he land? Another place to preach. Because God could not afford the man to go and be, okay, let me book my flight. No! It will waste time. Souls will be lost. God would not afford to make him to go and be asking for, let's please book flight for me, for me to go to the next city to win souls. No! He was caught, what? Away. The Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, then, that the Enoch saw him no more, he, he disappeared. And he went on his way rejoicing. That is the Ethiopian Enoch. And in verse Acts 8.40, where we see verse 40. But Philip was found, where? At Azotu, and passed through, and he did what? You see? The man, the moment he landed, he was never confused. He was so confused. How did I find myself here? He began to what? Preach again. So you want to have unusual experience. Commit yourself to preaching the gospel. There's a story of one of my mentors. He wrote his uh, doctorate degree thesis and he submitted it. The moment he submitted it, he went for crusade. Normally, when you submit a doctorate degree back at home there in Nigeria, you should expect probably to be in the next one year before the external examiner will finish checking it. And they will now book you for interview. It has to be external examiner that will interview you and will say, okay, they should give you the doctorate degree or not. Yes. Many do it for years. There are people here that have such experience. 
But because this man is committed to the Lord, immediately submitted that assignment, that is his event of crusade. Say, whatever you guys they have, do with it. Just get it approved for me. You know what happened? They sent that thesis to external examiner. Within one month, the man returned it back. And normally, the external examiner is supposed to call this, the person that wrote the thesis and interview him. Then say, okay, correct. Take your doctorate degree. The man said, I don't need to interview this man. Give him his doctorate degree. Within two months, thereabout, everything cleared up. Because he was committed to preaching the gospel. What people are running after for years, for two years, three years, maybe four years, he got it within a few months. Because he was committed to preaching the gospel. And number seven, number seven, reward of evangelism. Every other thing that you so desire from God. We read that in Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing. All these other things will be what? Added unto you. And including among those things that will be added to you are your issues. If you are committed to preaching the gospel, get ready for this our God to do anything that you don't desire from him. Is it anything you are looking for? Preach the gospel. You need victory, preach the gospel. You need divine favor, preach the gospel. I will give you one example of what God has done in my life, probably to just to encourage somebody. You know, there are some testimony, you know, how you are going to present it now. So, one of my commitments while I was in Nigeria was any bus I enter, any bike I enter, you know, we, there is commercial bike. I must preach. I preach to I, the first thing I do once I get to the to the bus or to the taxi is to preach. When I get to into an Okada, thank God that many Okada that has given their life. I enter Okada with you. I will be as you are driving. I'll be preaching to you. One day, I just finished a fast. In fact, it was one of those early days of doing long-time fasting. So I was not experienced how you break long-time fast. So after finishing the fast, I went to my mom's house. And you know, mother, oh, you have been fasting. My mom gave me pounded yams. <laughs> and with that pounded yams, you know what happened? When you have long-time fasting, and you fast continuously, and you break with solid food, <laughs> You are knocking the door of heaven. <laughs> so what happened? I started to stool. So I was stooling. I was stooling. And I had to travel. So as I was, we entered the bus, and we were driving. As my usual, as I entered the bus, I preached. I prayed and I preached. When we got to the middle of nowhere, and if you know Nigeria very well, you got to the middle of nowhere, and you say, please, driver, stop. No driver will stop for you. But they don't know whether you want to, you ask for people, arrange their rituals. 
or armed robbers. Once the car stopped, they will take the car. So the moment Titi, I wanted to go and ease myself because I was too late. I said, what do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do? Holy Spirit, help me. I just have more courage. I said, please driver, I need to go and ease myself. The moment I said it, everybody in the car said, please stop, 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 stop. Pastor, I need to go. Pastor, I need to go. <laughs> I can tell you I've expressed it before. You said stop, a bus should stop. He said, no, you are not stopping anywhere until we get to the next police station. They stopped for me until I finished it myself and I came back to the bus just because they've seen this man is not an arm robber. If I entered that bus and I kept quiet, I didn't preach the gospel. And now I'm pressed. What will happen? I will, I will wait in that car until I get to you. Praise God. Every other thing you want in life, available on the altar of preaching the gospel. I can share many. The, near, the, nearest, accident, the nearest accident I ever have to, the nearest death experience that I ever have, while in a car, God delivered me because I preached. I just finished preaching. We started the car, started. I just finished preaching. As we are going, before you know it, the driver lost control. How that car came back to the road, only God knows. And the only thing, the only spirit knows, make me to know why I was delivered that it was because what? I did not fail in, in preaching the gospel in that taxi. Many examples that I can give you. Just to encourage you, please, you have heard these scriptures. You have heard. You, you have issues. Your issue can only be solved if you are committed to what the one that will give you the miracle is committed to. I've given you an example or a testimony of a brother that, was, that had iron in his leg because of a surgery. He was in military, American military. By the time he, he left the military, he was still carrying that rod in his leg. But this man was committed to preaching. If one fifty-four souls in one week, not crusade, one-to-one preaching. Not that when it's a crusade, you say, everybody give your life, I'm 54. No, one-to-one preaching, psycho ministry, he won 54 souls. After he got to the house one day, and God told him, I know you are tired now, sleep. When he slept, by the time he woke up the following day, the rod that was inside the leg, he found it on the ground. I didn't ask you to, to believe it. But that's the truth. You want to believe it? Go and win souls. I, can, I cannot tell you whether you should believe it or not, but that is the truth. Another testimony. There was a man, an old man, preaching the gospel, was committed to preaching the gospel. Old man. He was preaching and he'll be going. But unfortunately, because being an old man, the man was sleeping. So, more or less, when he's walking, he's doing this way. Right? So, he was using a staff to do that work. And he was preaching. So, one day, he went to preach. As he was going, the devil told him, so you, he said, you just told them that your God can heal. See yourself. Are you healed? You are not healed, you are limping. So, when he heard that voice from the devil, he felt ashamed. 
Say, God, it threw away that, that walking stick. And he was going home with terrible pain. With terrible pain, going home. I said, God, please, I don't mind to die. But if I have to die, just let me get home before I die. Let me get home before I die. You know, remember after finished preaching. As he was about to enter the house, the pain disappeared and he was straightened back. Because he was committed to preaching. So what else do you need God to do for you? Get committed to winning souls. And finally, the word of evangelism, eternity. Matthew 10, 32-33 and Luke 10, 20. Let's be on our feet. God has made you to know tonight, whatever it is you want from God, is only obtainable on the altar of preaching the gospel. Are you committed to it? God is not a Father Christmas. He's ready to give you everything you need. But you must show your commitment to Him by winning souls for Him. I want us to pray. I say, Father, please put in me a fresh body for souls. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Lord, put in me a fresh body for souls. A fresh body for soul. Let me not be at ease until I preach the gospel every day. Lord, help me to have body to hunt for soul. Put in me a fresh body, O oh God, to hunt for soul. Grant me the grace to preach the gospel in season and out of season. Grant me the grace to preach the gospel in season and out of season. In the name of Jesus. If you are here, you are not born again. While the rest of us are praying, you don't know Christ. You have not given your life to Jesus Christ. And you are here. The Holy Spirit wants to help you tonight to make it right with your God. The rest of us, we are still praying that prayer for grace. This is not time for you to be looking at somebody. Pray for grace to preach the gospel. You know you are not born again and you are here this evening. Please, I want you to put your right hand on your chest. And you are going to make a commitment that you are giving your life to Him today. You cannot give what you don't have. If you are not born again, how will you be able to preach? And you get all this reward we are talking of. You know you are not born again. Or you are born again before you backslid it. You have gone back and you are no longer following the Lord. I want to place your right hand on your chest. And you begin to pray, God, Jesus, God bless you for doing that. As men that are doing that, God bless you. God bless you for doing that. Place your hand on your chest and begin to confess all your sins. Begin to tell Jesus, I am sorry for all my sins. For every sin I have committed, I am sorry. Begin to ask Him, you are sorry for all your sins. And tell Him that you will not go back to those sins again. Ask Him to accept you as, your, as His son. Tell Him, Jesus, today I surrender my life unto you. You are my God. I surrender my life unto you. You are my Lord, and I make commitment to serve you to the very end. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you have prayed that prayer, congratulations. I'm going to pray with you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Now, those of us that took that decision, and you have prayed that prayer of commitment unto Jesus, I want to pray with you. Father, thank you for these souls you have saved. Thank you for proving your word. Thank you for... Your children, you have made them to make decisions. 
to follow you. But I pray that Lord the great never to go back to those things they have promised you not to go back to. Release that grace unto them in Jesus' name. Please write their name in the book of life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let's have a seat. Those that want hands to be laid on them, you want to be prayed for, it's time for you to come forward. You have an expectation from God, and you want God to do something unique in your life. You want the man of God to pray with you concerning an issue in your life, please begin to come to the front now. I request the elders to please come out, and let's pray with these ones. You can start in for somebody. If you have a sister that is sick, or a brother that is not feeling well, or a family member that is barren, whatsoever it is, you can come with that request. And the Lord will meet you at the point of your knees in Jesus' name. Please, if you are doing that, come out quickly. You want to be prayed for, you want hands to be laid on you, please, let's come out quickly. Choir, please give us, give us a worship song, and let's minister to people. Please, let's come out quickly. Elders, please, let's come out. They're waiting for us. You want us to be laid on you, you want to be prayed for, please begin to come out now so that we do that quickly.
Let's be on our feet and bless Jesus. Let's bless him for how he has ministered to us tonight. Give him thanks and praise. Come on, somebody give God thanks. Lord, thank you for reaching out to me by your word. Thank you for reaching out to me by your power. Thank you for answering my prayers tonight. Thank you for your marvelous touch. Thank you for your marvelous touch upon my health, upon my family, upon every area of my life. Jesus, thank you for reaching out to me. Are you thanking him? Are you thanking him? Are you grateful to Jesus for the touch upon your life? Lord, we thank you. Blessed be your name in Jesus' precious name. The Bible says, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. How beautiful. Can't be preaching the gospel and your life will lack color. You can't be preaching the gospel and not be beautiful. You can't be preaching the gospel and be carrying ashes. God takes the ashes and gives you beauty. Amen. So whatever is looking like um, ashes in your life, as you decide to obey God, Amen? It shall turn to beauty for you. It shall turn to beauty for you. In the name of Jesus. We bless God for what He has done. How many of you are grateful for what God is doing in our midst? Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, tomorrow is the first of March. You want to speak concerning this month. Lord, it shall be my best month ever. I take grace to preach the gospel. All my testimonies are rushing in. Every blessing, every reward that follows the preacher shall be my portion in the month of March. I am marching forward with a good report. From the 1st to the 31st of March, there shall be days of heaven on the earth for me, for my family, for this church. Shall be days of heaven on earth. The rewards of preaching the gospel shall be my portion. Every reward mentioned here tonight shall find expression in my life and in my family. To the glory of your name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name. In the name of Jesus. Go in peace. Celebrate the blessing of tonight forever. In the name of Jesus. This new month, your good news that you have been waiting for, for many years, it shall come in the name of Jesus. All your expectations shall be delivered. In the name of Jesus. Somebody came here crying. I agree with you. By the time you get home, it shall be laughter galore. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' precious name. On Thursday, there is prayer meeting by 5.30. Make sure you are there. Amen. Praise the Lord. And on Friday is worship service. Preach the gospel to somebody and bring him. Amen. You have heard tonight. Preach the gospel and establish. You shall go and bear fruit. That your fruit may abide. And whatsoever you ask, I will do it. Amen? So go and preach, bring the fruit, establish them in the 
kingdom of God and see what God will do for you the remaining days of this year. Amen? God bless you. Go in peace. Let's share the grace in fellowship. The grace Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Evangelism and glory. Congratulate your neighbor. The victory is starting. Hallelujah. Your victory is starting.